0: A podcast to honor the
1: gods. This better come with a sacrifice.
0: Dave X Media. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is?
1: Hey, Zach. What's up? Uh, Do you know what time it is?
0: Yeah, it's um, time for our official my cabbages uh, public service announcement. Somewhere in the world right now, a pro-bender is going hungry. These talented athletes require food and warmth and friendship and often awkward love triangles. What do we do about these uh, pro benders? Well, for just 300 yuans, you can send a bowl of noodles to a fire in need. We now return you to your regular scheduled broadcast. Hey, babe, it's time to record an episode. <laughs> Uh, I'm Zach. And I'm Alex. And this is... My
1: Keviness! And I'm Yeah, that's it's time. I man, that PSA, those that's really yeah. really digging into the heart and you're just I don't want to say it's, it's, a, really it's a low low blow. It, it 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 is going to a really good cause and It's
0: listen, it's going to get the waterworks going. It's going to get people interested. It's it's going to it's going to move it's going to it's going to move minds. Let's let's do it.
1: Just like our girl Cora, they're a triple threat. Right. Uh, I say triple threat. <laughs> because uh, things come in threes, comedies, pro-bending teams, the number of elements that Korra could currently bend, all that. The, and- uh,
0: the amount of Percy Jackson books I've read for our current guest so that I can be on their podcast. Oh, my
2: god, Charlie, welcome-
0: <laughs> Charlie, welcome to the podcast. It may be, in fact, before now. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I was last on for, like... Um, for We've covered Labyrinth. four books. So I okay, so I've been on for Labyrinth. It was probably an early chapter and I have not read past it. <laughs> so when you uh when I come on for uh the next book, I will have to read all of the previous book and then the first two chapters of this book. Oh my god.
1: Zach, I love you. <laughs> yeah. I definitely finish all of three. I finish the Battle of the Titan. Ty- no, the Titan's Curse. Titan Curse was the third one. Um, and I'm about halfway done with the fourth, so I have some catching up to do. But I digress. Charlie, welcome to the pod. Hello. Introduce yourself, or reacquaint yourself rather with oh, the listeners and s- the Cabbage Patch. I mean, it's been too long. We've been on it's break been so for a while,
0: but y'all, we're back. Y'all, this person, this person got us through the opera drought. Okay, this was this was some this was that something was me. special. Yeah, yeah.
2: I've only been on for wacky
0: episodes. Charlie was our Appa displacement therapist. <sighs> don't you don't we you like, love? We were like, we miss Appa so much and he goes through so much this episode and, and Charlie's there with a with a with a sheet of paper going like, and how does that make you feel?
2: That was me, in fact, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't you just love the episodes that I've been on for so far? I was here for <laughs> Appa's Lost Days and then Nightmares and Daydreams, two yes. episodes that are just, like, such opposites.
1: But they attract each other, I hear. That's the rumor.
0: There's the, there's an early episode of Scrubs where um, Elliot lets slip the fact that she, she kind of finds a little bit of catharsis in giving people bad news uh, because she just sort of likes to be there for people. Aww um and uh th- suddenly all of the doctors on her like floor they start i got it thank you they start handing her all of their worst news that they have to deliver to their patients so that she can go in and give the news to the patient for mm-hmm. for them and she's like oh i have bitten off more than i can chew i in fact don't like this as much as i thought i did and this sucks Uh, that's, like, Charlie, with with regards to the emotional trauma that they come on to our podcast for.
2: I, I'm okay. I like the emotional (laughs) trauma episodes. They're fun. They're cathartic. It's not happening to me. It's happening to the characters. Yeah. So. To,
0: to, To quote the Barbie movie, uh, they're, um uh they're gross and dark and weird or whatever she says about it, uh, her mother's drawings
2: oh my goodness
0: i How am gross and
1: dark yeah before and we go down on yet another tangent on the bari movie cuz we all know we could talk about it forever if we haven't released a bonus episode about movie. it by now uh charlie tell us about your wonderful uh podcast and your love of avatar for I mean, like the third time it's a charm
2: I mean, I, I, I love this show. It's so good. Um, and and yeah, I okay, okay. I'm on for episode two, and I definitely remember like watching these first two episodes together. So in my brain, they're like, you can't separate them.
0: You know what? I think it was a two like a two parter. I, I think yeah, yeah.
2: I think when mm. it premiered, it was both of the first, both of the these two episodes together.
0: Just like Boy in the Iceberg, part one and two.
2: Yeah, even though it wasn't technically a part one and a part two, it was just like, "Hey, Korra's, is like, you know, coming to the city, and then this is what happens when she's in the city." I don't mm. know. I, I don't, f- I don't always separate the two out, but I, it was interesting because I only just watched this one episode, and I'm like, it, f- it feels wrong. It feels well, wrong in my brain.
1: Well, but- you, you guys are actually totally right. So. According to the Avatar Wiki, the pilot episode for Korra, Welcome to Republic City, aired on April 14th, 2012. And A Leaf in the Wind, this is. This is Book One Air, Chapter Two A Leaf in the Wind. So, you were right, Charlie. This one also aired on April 14th, 2012. I I do
2: remember when they came out.
1: And I was was
2: very excited.
1: Uh, Because, you know,
2: watching, you watch Avatar. I remember watching not a lot of Avatar live. I remember watching the finale live. And then I was like, oh, my God, there's a new one. And then I watched, you know, the pilot live and basically nothing else because i you know <laughs> like i had to catch up because you know live tv doesn't always work out for me
0: it's yeah. all, it's all just gets
2: recorded and then i'm like oh oh shit there's like half a season i got to watch
0: i remember like this show coming out and i remember for years after avatar finished being like well that was a perfect three seasons it had a perfect ending it had a perfect beginning middle mm-hmm. and end and there's there's nothing to add to this plot. All the characters, they've they've g- g- gone on their complete arcs and everything is resolved very very nice nice and lovely. I guess we'll say goodbye to that world forever and for time to time we'll revisit the series and remember how good it was. Yeah. And then we got like it, it was announced that we were getting another show and I was like, "What?" And I was I was pretty like excited at first, but then when they said it was like the new Avatar, I was like, <sighs> fuck, that's such a good idea! Like, what a great way to sort of jump ahead and mm-hmm. tell a totally new story in the same world. It was such a cool, like, I remember yeah. just being enamored with the idea.
2: I remember being one of those people who would, like, rewatch the trailer and just, like, look at the images and be like, oh my god, I'm so excited! And the There's that image, there's do. that,
0: like, pr- there's that promotional image they released of, like, Cora standing yeah. on the bridge. Yeah, like, And freaking, I remember, I, I remember it. it's in my looking brain. at that all the time. yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I'm glad both of y'all have such rabid enthusiasm for seeing this live. I am the complete opposite for this series because I watched none of Korra as it was coming out. I vaguely remember people that I went to high school or were friends with in high school that were really big Avatar fans. Like, when I saw them when I came home for at, like, christmas time or like when i was home for the summer yeah i would have been home for the summer between my junior and my senior year at college and they were talking about how awesome Cora was and people were dressing up for her for like halloween so i remember the show coming out but i just i didn't watch it because as i think i said last episode I was going through some things in college and I didn't, like, I completely shunned my inner nerd and, uh, but went down the path of all the other things that I had repressed in high school, like, drinking and (laughs) recreational, uh, drug use. Uh,
2: Um, Alex, remind me to hug you when we, when I see (laughs) you. Um. What on Saturday?
0: (laughs) Very soon. Well,
1: yeah. At this point, we would have already seen each other. Yeah. uh, Yeah, yeah. But it's high. Yo, it was a great
0: time. It was a great time at OBX. Like we all were so chill the whole week. Nobody fought about anything. There was absolutely no drama. Zach, you're uh, making me
1: anxious. Actually, (laughs) there were so many Charlie hugs, and it was amazing. Yeah, it was was the best weekend ever. As many
2: hugs as you want. Okay. Uh, my
0: f- My favorite part was when we all bet on the horse race and made a ridiculous amount of money, and uh, retired and no longer needed to work. Yeah, I that was wish. my favorite part of the trip.
1: I wish that would Ma- sh- happen. I just- manifestation,
0: Charlie, manifest it.
1: I loved that I was able to read a book for every day that I was at. That's a lot of books. Wow. I know it was amazing. Like I completely had. To- I had to have some catching up to do. Uh, on my TBR list, so the beach and that is a magical shot, place.
0: That two-shot D&D campaign, we definitely finished it, and uh, it was resolved very, very well, and excitedly, and everybody had a grand old time. Okay, this joke has gone on long enough. Aye. Let's talk about this episode. Oh. This episode is a fun one. It is like uh, we get our first full episode of Korra kind of like in the city, getting, getting a handle yeah. on it. Yeah. But we start with uh her at, almost immediately at like airbending training and they have this cool um sort of jungle gym type thing for for her to train on and it's very it's very interesting I it's love basically it. these yeah it's these like big i guess stone they look like they're kind no, of they're, stone they're, they're
2: made of wooden, wooden because
0: wooden. they do burn okay right? wooden. you're right <laughs> they, they burn that is a very good point
1: um uh, before we get into which, much into it though can i read the summary of the episode <laughs> ooh
2: We got an official summary?
1: Yes, we do. Um, And I found just a whole list of them, of summaries, on a single wiki page. And they're very, very succinct. They're not very long. So this is great. So frustrated with her failed attempts to master airbending on Air Temple Island, Korra disobeys her teacher, Tenzin, and shifts her focus to Republic City's famous pro-bending arena. There she befriends the brothers Mako and Bolin, Who compete in probe bending matches on their team, the Fire Ferrets. When their waterbender leaves the team, Cora steps up and takes his place. Alrighty. Dun dun dun! I really love this episode because it reminds me of, uh, or it's a good tie in for the episode that Zach was just on for on The Bits, one of Charlie's wonderful. Fandom podcast for Steven Universe. I get Big Tiger Millionaire vibes here.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You do this. This.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean,
2: wrestling pro bending. Sure.
0: So okay, I'll say this about this episode. This episode is what really, really sold me on this concept because, Hmm. uh, in my opinion, like world building. Is just it's fascinating me. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love when somebody takes a concept like you know a magic system, for example, and like extrapolates on how that would change society or how society would be wrapped around that and infused with it and stuff. And uh, there are there are a few things I love more in world building than getting to see an average character's day to day life and how different it is from ours and seeing what people in this world do for free time like in free time and like as a as a hobby and like seeing pro bending seeing it as like a fully realized sport like i think the sport is like really balanced and if we had bending in our world like this would be a perfectly legitimate like game to play i feel hey it, they do a great job of making it a system that makes sense that's balanced but also is open for these kind of exciting narrative upsets, right? Just such a good episode.
2: Have Have y'all watched? Like, I'm pretty sure people have tried to do pro bending in real life.
1: Um, oh gosh, it's like people doing quidditch in real life.
2: It like literally,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: It, it's it's so funny. Like they're just they chucking have, like, frisbees at balls. each other, and like they probably have like tennis
0: balls with blue ribbons on the ends of yeah, them for water it's, and stuff.
2: It's like weird stuff. And it's just so fun. God, I would love to, like, try to figure out how you would do that. Like, how does that work?
0: I would hope, I would hope that, you know, within the next 10 or 15 years, there will be a mainstream VR headset that will have, like, good full body tracking.
2: I wanna- when that happens, I wanna do it.
0: there will be an opportunity for a really cool bending game. I
2: want to do pro bending video game! so bad. Honestly,
0: I think you could make a perfectly fine 2D pro bending game and it would be really really fun. Yeah. In fact, I think I've seen fan projects of of uh of the sort. If I if I remember to, I'll I'll link one in the I'm pretty sure I've seen like pro bending uh fan games that look really fun.
2: Yeah. This is the one time I'm excited about sports, just so you know. I know. It's only the I fictional ones the that are really cool.
1: Okay. So, right. so, I know Nickelodeon has like their Brawl version, or like Nickelodeon All Stars, or whatever, mm-hmm. and
0: yeah, All Star Brawl. They're
1: coming out with a second version of the game. Which mm-hmm. Zach, yeah, they just
0: released a sequel. Zach
1: and I had like mixed feelings about side
0: eyeing, which I'm side eyeing very hard right yeah, now. Yeah, are okay. they
1: the first version had I think Aang, Korra, and Toph. Whereas there anyone Interesting. were there any additional Avatar characters planned for the second one? Do we know?
0: Um. I thought they had introduced one more before... uh, Zuko? Like, I think maybe Zuko had joined the roster. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if if they had introduced anyone, it would have been Zuko. But um, the Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl thing is like, okay, yeah, I saw the trailer. You know, the visuals, I guess, look better in the second one. They've been improved. But aside from kind of the visual upgrade... I think that all of the features and gameplay and characters that they've added seem like they could have just been like a, a pretty bulky expansion pack. I'm like, I you know, I don't really get why you're releasing a second game other than making a bunch of people pay full price all over again. For that is the reason. What is mostly the same game. Yeah, it, was, it was capitalism. Yeah.
1: Okay, dude, this fucking yeah. sucks. Like, they literally have pretty much the same characters from the first version. Like, Aang and Korra are both back. And
0: I mean, everyone's back from the first game. There's no way they would cut any of the roster from the first game.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Well, do they make better I controls mean, or something. Like, what? Well, do they, what do they do? So, like the Z- so, Zuko was not in one. Toph was. Those were the only yeah. three characters from the original. Toph and- yeah,
0: and Korra. Yeah,
1: but no, and I don't see any other uh, Avatar characters. i no, sure- they only
0: introduced two new characters for the um. What well, squiver was one of the big one? Squiver they introduced Squibbird for the second one.
1: Okay, well, amazing. Whatever, that's silly. Anyways, well, I think that, like when I was talking earlier, how like I see some connections with Tiger Millionaire. Like besides the pro bending wrestling thing, I just I really yeah, like that.
0: I, I guess. You know, Cora sneaking off from her like yeah. uh, mentor figures to okay. like be in the pro, pro pro bending arena. I can see it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And and Ang is trying to, or Cora is finding an outlet for yeah. her frustrations. with bending, and this is something I could- that he can bond. And for Steven, he bonds a lot over Amethyst and Amethyst. She knows that she can keep this secret for from Pearl and uh, Garnet and all the other townies. So, yeah. Welcome I, it's to perfect, uh, but
0: welcome to the bits. We're now talking about uh, Tiger Millionaire again. Um, this is
1: this is the Cabbage Bits. That's
2: that's that's the that's, that's where we you know coincide. We're both podcasts about cartoons with food names. Okay. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> you like we should do just that should be a, a running bonus uh, series called The Cabbage Bits, where we you pick an episode of Steven Universe that you love, and you explain why you love it, and then I find an Avatar episode to pair with it, like wine.
2: Yeah, that's it. That's what we do. We just pair episodes of our shows together. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's Great. Like, it's the it. same show, actually. This
0: was the yep.
2: prototype.
1: You heard it here first, folks. Like, vote for your your favorite. Um,
0: uh, what's What's the Uncle Grandpa crossover episode? In uh, in Cora, no, we don't talk it. about it. No, <laughs> no. We, <laughs> we don't talk about it. Are you gonna review it. that? Ep- are you gonna review that episode, or is the episode going to make be just gonna be? It's just, it's just going to be 10 seconds of you saying, yeah, this episode is not canon. See y'all next week. <laughs> well, we had
1: Robert. We had the pleasure of having Robert on, your, your Bits co-host, for the hey. op- our season opener last yeah, week. An uh, and for you, Charlie, uh, having to sit through that episode, I didn't know this about Robert or not, but are they a gr- Uncle Grandpa fan? Uh, I bl- or I do they just simply want to see you suffer through that episode? It's I mean, po- I think almost it's certainly both. the second thing. I think, I think it's yeah. both, possibly. dose situation. Yeah, interesting. Yeah.
0: Interesting. I just know that Robert likes play that by episode,
1: play. and I'm I like, think- okay, cool. <laughs> I, don't, I literally
0: I th- do not think I've ever actually watched it. That
1: it remains the, my only unwatched Steven Universe episode. I've, I've, I've seen, seen it snippets it of it. Once. Like, I po- I've put it on... Oh, I was asleep, and then I woke up, and it was this episode. I was like, oh, no,
0: oh, I've seen it. turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> I, I've seen the part of the episode where Steven looks directly at the camera and addresses the audience and tells them that it's not canon. I've seen that clip. The
2: most important part of the episode is, like, the um, Lars and Sadie on a li- on a ship, and then there's canon that breaks through it. Like, oh, no, <laughs> the canon is ruining my ship.
0: You know? <laughs> so would that, That's
1: perfect. Okay, that beautiful. is a really good okay, bit. Legitimate, yeah, we're- legitimate question, though. So, like, we know with Avatar Studios, we're getting new content, we're getting a whole new series, like, what is going to be the crossover well, episode? Because every season or series now, Pat, that is part of, like, you know, a larger umbrella of, like, intellectual property, whether... It's Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network or, you know, Disney, whoever. There always has to be Easter eggs and cameos and crossover yeah, episodes. Um, the,
0: the Avatar world gets visited by uh, Voltron. The characters of Voltron are like, hey, what's up? Is that a I Nickelodeon
1: mean, t- or Transformers? No, it's
0: not. But it's it's the the same people that made like Avatar and like. Well, it's also so a lot of people from Elements. Avatar and the Prince. The, elements. The, um, okay,
1: yes, they are. Yeah, the Dragon Prince shows well, up actually.
0: And the Dragon Prince. Oh, the Dragon Prince would be a good crossover. Yeah, that'd be the one. <sighs> one. That's right. But because I um, don't
1: know. I'm trying to think of... with Aaron
2: Ehas. What Nickelodeon shows exist anymore? I don't actually know.
0: I know. I was thinking the same thing.
1: Yeah, that's depressing to think about. Well, moving on then. <laughs> um,
0: Spongebob shows up and he's like, I'm a waterbender. That's fine. Yeah.
1: I'm, I mean, there's... Think about it, though. I think pretty much every animated show has, like, a, a bending, wrestling, UFC episode. Like, there's one in Spongebob. Uh, there is one? certain... I feel like I there's go- more than one. There exact we further proving my point. There's there's
2: there's always like the tropey episodes, you know? Like we yeah. gotta do like this thing, we gotta do this thing. There's always a body swap episode. Hello Owl House. Um <laughs> <laughs> You know uh, There there's there's things that every show does, and this is like, hey look, we have a we have a cool fictional sport. Hey look, it's also wrestling. Um, I, I did love not.
1: that. Yeah, so that's this is like looking at this through the lens of like entertainment and getting to build out the world a little bit. As soon as Cora leaves, she's like we we open when she's at bender training and she gets upset after Tenzin explains the principles of
0: uh yes.
1: airbending.
0: There there's this weird this is wild like like wind contraption. that's like full of these wooden ornately decorated panels. Yeah. Beautiful. And
2: it's like the 3D animation of it. Oh, it's so good.
0: And, Jin- and Jinora, like Cora's like, oh, well that, I mean, that seems fine. And then like they kick the, the like airbending into it and it all starts spinning really fast and she's like, oh.
2: Jenora does it so perfectly, so beautifully. I know. And it's like a sequence like you gotta like move with the air. It's all about spiral movements. Cora's like, I got this.
1: I'm not sure about y'all, but when I was watching this, the whole time I was fixated on Jenora's feet. She just, like, had her hands mm. behind her back and mm-hmm. just, like, you know, water just kind of rippled through. Uh, it, but her feet, they I was like, oh, those are, like, some ballerina, like, broken joint uh, footwork there.
2: <laughs> you know what? What what was what was the what name it, that uh a- uh Toff called Ang the the fancy dancer?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hold me closer, tiny dancer.
0: Fancy dancer. So, this is fun because we get to see kind of we get to see a very direct call out between Ang and Cora, mm-hmm. right? Because this is this is just such a wonderfully illustrated uh, immediately visually like Talk about, you know, like, visual storytelling. We see through Cora's behavior exactly how different she is from Aang, right? She's like, alright, let's do this. And she approaches it not with, like, tranquility and discipline and humility, but with, like, blind determination and, like, you know, bashing her head against a brick wall until she gets it. I think so. that's how she's always approached problems.
2: So my, um, I mean, Tenzin literally, like, calls out what but- Aang was like, oh yeah, the thing that he struggled most with was earthbending. So what I want to pair this episode with, like a fine wine, is the um, uh, what is it called? Yeah. Like, uh, brutal work or something? Like, the the bitter work. Um. Bitter work. The episode where Toph is teaching Aang that you just gotta stand there like a rock. And what is Korra doing? She's like, I'm gonna face it head on like a rock. Yeah. She's like a rock. And that's not how yeah. airbenders work, bro. Whoa, you can't do it. Like rock. She,
0: I guess she's hoping that if she, like, throws her solid body into the paddles, that the paddles will just bounce her around until eventually she makes it out on the other side. And she can be like, oh, I, I made it. Yeah. I guess I made that, it. That's
1: what, what happened. It, and ironically, the rock, I feel, the actual rock in this situation, would probably be an interesting earthbender. I, I think uh, it, antithesis to his name... Uh, he would probably have more. I how do I say dexterity than Korra does in this situation. Korra just rolls a brute force strength check. Listen, and this we, was only dexterity. We
2: we all saw the game plan where The Rock did ballet.
1: Clearly, he For could airbend. Yep very very well you know yeah it's like yeah that's from a good point it's like giving also like like football players or, pe- or pro athletes uh also taking dancing lessons to help be limber and uh drinking those muscles. on their feet yeah you know? exactly hell it's, yeah you gotta, have you gotta you gotta, gotta, gotta see all the different things okay i'm just saying the the people on this planet that have the most delicious thighs in the world are uh ballerinas or any type of professional dancer and B is rugby players i will mm. s- die on that <laughs> hill <laughs>
2: those mm. yummy thighs mm.
0: i i i just love it you described human thighs as delicious <laughs> it's
1: Thick thighs, us. thick thighs save lives, and that is the, not only true for human thighs. Uh, it's also true about chicken thighs. Yum yum.
0: The Deus Ex Media, the <laughs> podcast, the podcast network where all where we're all horny except some of us are horny, but not all of us are horny. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever we ended up on. I
2: still, I think that should still be on our website. That needs to, that needs to be a tagline
1: <laughs> for one day a year. That becomes our new media. Or our, our new, podcast name yeah the network name we change our it's
0: like, we change our our threads uh username oh my to-
1: god don't talk to me about threads <laughs> oh threads is dead we're, this is in threads by is september dead. yeah threads is dead uh <laughs> we're we're speaking it into existence <laughs> yeah it's the the song the bank's song i've got you begging for threads yeah no we're all begging for threads too. Go
0: by the um. way. So, Cora like does not take well to this, and we see her just take a licking. Oh, we see her take a real licking.
2: I feel like we also got to mention we we put Cora in the classic Aang outfit just so we can I feel like get that content. You know, we we got to see her in in just the the classic Aang. and also she she first shows off her arms, those those arms. Are we not going to talk about Cora and her muscles? Oh,
0: she's she's fit as hell. We to to quote this
2: woman in the To
0: quote, um, what's her name? Keely from Ted Lasso. To quote Keely, yeah, yeah, she's so fit,
2: super fit.
0: God, she's so fit.
2: Um, I'm just I'm in love with her still. Never got over it.
1: There's a reason Pod Daddy uses Cora as her gym inspo.
2: Yeah, yeah, And it's,
1: mm-hmm. it's, it's those arms. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Biceps for days. And, and speaking of it, it's like an after uh, you know, she gets caught with Tenzin and being like, I'm sorry, this is just not for me and she's listening to a the pro match on the radio and Tenzin immediately was like, yo fool, I told you you didn't listen to this. This is uh, <laughs> it's like almost like someone finding smut, or just, I like, know. some illegal contrabands She like, just, she, oh hides, on the,
2: she <laughs> hides on the roof to, listening, like, avoid it. Listening
1: to this is going to make you, your, uh, like, r- brain to rot, and, uh, corrupt you, corrupt your mentality, and you're gonna yeah, right. you know, go to the, uh, spirit world equivalent of hell, uh, and Cora's like well hey technically I'm not watching them I'm
0: listening
1: yeah. to them ha, ha, ha. it's, it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. podcast hey
0: she's you know she's like she's like hey but you you said I was listening to your rules you said I couldn't watch a match but
1: that's you never said I couldn't
0: listen listen to a match
1: I do want to like have a quick aside here though because I think it's really interesting that as we learn more about this world, and in the first episode we got to see uh, like media there was Cora standing for in for her first press conference which mm-hmm. despite not having zero media training she, it. she did she did fairly well <laughs> and also here we now we have the radio and uh all, all the radio definitely doing some air air there um, mm-hmm. I think it's r- really showing how technology has <laughs> evolved. Airwave
0: bending. Exactly.
1: Yeah, a different area of technology that has evolved, and I'm interested to see as this this season and the overall series progresses, how these two mediums and technologies kind of progress forward and can be either be used alongside in tandem with bending, or possibly as a tool for some of the non-benders, as a way to to fight back, if yeah, you will. Yeah.
0: No, it's it's like uh, I love that this show kind of takes us forward because I just there's something about seeing technology become like an equalizer in this world that I just find really interesting. Um, and it's the next day uh, after the after the pro-bending radio. Um, they're meditating. We have this meditation scene that is a lot of fun. It goes very well. <laughs> Milo is like, like not having it. He's sleeping. he's like so bored that he falls asleep.
2: I mean, he got the relaxing. He is goes- like right
0: out. I guess maybe not having it is the wrong word. He is like an expert. He's just like, yep, I'm right out.
2: Cora is the one I'm who's my
0: afternoon nap. Cora's
2: not having it. Like her
0: and Cora, yeah, Cora's doing exactly what I like would do in like a meditation session, where I'd be like like poking my eyes around and like, yeah, tapping my fingers
2: i I think I would be the Milo, I think I'd be like I would actually get like so into it and so calm that I would actually fall asleep.
1: that would happen <laughs> to me when I did yoga sometimes, depending on who the instructor was, uh. I, I I would fall asleep maybe a little bit at the end there as we were just like eventually just laying there and on your mat and oh uh, it's it's wonderful. I
2: don't I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. It's not the no. goal, but it does mean that you're like relaxing. <laughs> you at know?
1: Least. Yeah, so. and I it like it's you kind of sink and then you like you know snap out of it when you come to you feel like a new person i love meditation but i also struggle it's hard to clear your mind because you think about then like oh then you think about not thinking about things and Hmm. uh it just is a cycle that never ends
2: yeah as as an overthinker
1: i relate (laughs) it's hard (laughs) well but also speaking of bodies Uh, and Korra's body, specifically, when she finally decides to, uh, fuck this training in particular, and Mm -hmm. later at night dives into the ocean, or to, not the bay, rather, and like, we see her swimming. First of all, she does this really cool move that's reminiscent Mm -hmm. of Aang in the finale with Sozin uh, uh, he, or not Sozin, with the Fire Lord yeah when he like captures himself in the water.
2: I think he also did that in like episode 2 like of yeah. the original show as well. Like, I think you're like right. A, a direct like callback to the first time he enters the Avatar state he does that move
1: uh, to get out of the it, water. It, yeah it's she, she catches herself and it's really cool and then she, when she's underwater she's doing like this butterfly thing with her hips oh and it's just like oh, Cora knows what she's got it going on
0: <clears throat>
1: rock solid bond
0: yeah she's she's oh f- fun fact i I'll probably cut this out of the episode but uh that thing you said with the like fuck this whatever in particular that is a strictly like friend zone ism that's not like a like a like a, a meme or any you whatever.
1: I can still no, say, no, I, I think it's
0: great. <laughs> I, I I think it's a fun, unique little I, I just thought you'd find that interesting. Thanks. Um, so what yeah. What do
1: we think of this pro bending arena? Like, as we approach it from the outside, it's right down by the water. It's, it's very cool. it, to, to <laughs> me, I it's like the building is beautiful. It's got this giant, like jade green, almost like translucent, uh, dome, and we love a dome. Uh, it's hype.
0: It's a hype. It's a hype stadium. It makes me hype to watch some fucking pro bending. Let's go.
1: Yeah, it's you know people put different things in harbors. Like we all like. I don't know if we com- we compared it in first episode. You're we like, and this is a question I have for you too, Charlie. Uh, To you, what city Uh, does Republic City, like, give you vibes, like, adjacent to in our world?
2: Oh, goodness.
1: Uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> this is. We, we, we said New York City, or I did. Okay, I, okay. And. Because uh, we have, like, the big statue of Aang, so, like, the Statue yeah, of Liberty. okay, okay. And, like, no, the, I the way that they are welcoming of immigrants and stuff, it's, like, kind of, like, the... Uh, just how New York City was, like, the beacon of immigration for... with uh, Ellis Island for different people from all over the world. In this case, you know, from all over the different nations. And I don't, like... Maybe this is like Madison Square Garden, <laughs> like but yeah, all yeah. the water. Yeah, I didn't yeah.
2: think about it that hard before. I was just like, oh yeah, this is like the quote unquote America, whatever. Um,
0: I mean, I, I have so I have to imagine that like this is probably the only pro bending arena there is. Like this yeah. city is probably the only place right now in the in the Avatar world where there are enough. Cross-discipline vendors to play this game.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I mean, I I I mean, there. I don't know. I think like other cities, there's probably at this point a pro-bending arena, probably embossing, say.
0: Well, but we never hear about. We never once hear about the fire ferrets like traveling for a game or like. That's not true. having home field advantage or playing in a different way. Like, we never hear about any other stadium but this one. That's true. It's like unlike the Agni Agni Kai stadiums that are just like laying, you know, unused still, and unwanted somewhere. It's still early. piles and piles of Agni Kai arenas. This
2: is the early sports ball, you know. Yeah, they haven't they haven't traveled out yet. Maybe when we get the next Avatar,
0: this is uh, there'll be this more is with less birds. Pro
2: bending. All around, who knows? Maybe there'll be different types of pro bending sport. Who knows? Yeah. Um, we'll finally get to see them in like masks and uh, cute little underwear because they'll be like wrestlers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, will see an actual Tiger Millionaire?
2: At- exactly seriously? No my my brain is still stuck on the um, Ang is the Statue of Liberty, and I'm just like. Uh, I, my brain instead went to like Marvel's Statue of Liberty, and I now need a bit okay. of Aang with the um, Captain America shield. <laughs> so they gave the Statue <laughs> oh of Liberty God. the Captain
1: America shield. Yep. in Marvel, <laughs> that's very good. I like that. Anyway, so so yeah, pro bending. Um, I mean, we've we Zach talked about already, kind of how this is a really solid sport with a really good. Uh, root in the world I think it's a good lens to show more to us like not just about it's a unique lens to show how bending and like maybe how it is through has been updated for this day and age specifically in this city and I think later in the episode Cora alludes to this by saying like to Tenzin at one point like I would have never learned these styles if I had been stuck at the North pole. And I think that's really interesting that instead of looking at it through just, Oh, a traditional training or, you know, like we see through the first series with Aang, like he has to find a master and learns from them. And it's like very uh, regimented um, or like by a certain formula. And here we're seeing it through a very informal uh, but legitimate lens, and I think um, it also shows us just how more into the world. So yeah, I really am here for this as a second episode, or technically it's like part of like the larger, when it first aired, one big uh, opening, but yeah it's, yeah, it's really, really interesting. What Do you have any general thoughts I about mean, pro, the pro-bending scene?
2: I feel like we gotta talk about our boys next, because oh! Cora meets, Korra
1: meets- I mean, the the main
2: boy. The one who's important. I know, Bolin!
0: We're... Bolin! We all stand Bolin. Uh,
1: Daddy, violin, What's up? <laughs>
0: and Mako is fine, I guess. For now.
1: Oh my gosh, don't... If you ever want Mary Clay to come on this episode, we will not be talking smack at all about Mako.
0: <laughs> no, I like Mako. I think that Mako, you know... He has his moments. Mako has a very... Mako has a very Lin Beifong like your fucking avatar title doesn't impress me like attitude but I think that given his context and his background he is right to be kind of a little bit jaded
2: yeah yeah he he's he's emo boy okay that's the that's what he's going for but like Cora doesn't
0: Korra doesn't realize and she would probably looking back on this realize this later after she gets to know Mako but like when Mako shrugs, a- after she does the, like, the little, like, earthbend- earthbending demonstration with Bolin, she, like, he, like, shrugs and goes, not bad. That's a genuine compliment for Mako. It is hard to impress it's him, true. and that is a genuine compliment.
2: It's true. I do love that Bolin is just, like, immediately, like, oh, no, I'm gonna help this uh, girl in trouble. <laughs> like...
0: He sees someone, he sees, like, a, a, a person sneaking into the gym, notices she's cute and then we see he, he does this the, uh, the a lot blurry, clearly we see the blurry Bolin in the background like fix his hair up and like get get himself all nice and primmed up looking
2: yeah he likes buff chicks okay he's into mm-hmm.
1: that we stand I, yeah, yeah but, 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 but I keep saying Bolin Bolin is into it all you know
0: Spoil- spoilers for season two but no spoilers uh, Bolin Bo is into powerful women we find that Bolin is into powerful women.
2: I obviously. Bolin <laughs> he's he's kinda into Korra, so therefore he is into powerful women. Yeah. Um Yeah, so also we see their, their first uh match technically of pro bending, like, on Korra here. And sports sports happens.
0: It's just I I I, I want to go on just one more little tangent about, pro, about pro-bending, because it is very easy to make a sport in a show or a movie or a book series or what have you that is fun to watch, but the more you think about it, the more you think, like, oh, no one would ever actually designed this game to be played. This doesn't make any sense from, like, a player perspective or anything like that. Quidditch! <clears throat> I'm so, so sorry. I, I didn't mean to Call anybody out there? Oh, i on J.K. Rowling. Um, but uh, this game, it actually was like one of the first like like fictional sports that I was like, oh yeah, I I'd, I'd fuck with this game. I'd play this for sure. You're
2: saying you wouldn't play Vampire Baseball? Like what? What about you know play playing baseball with the with the lightning and thunder in the back? <laughs> I'm sorry. What, what are can't... we What
0: are we talking <laughs> about Twilight. here? Twilight.
2: Um. Uh. <laughs>
1: Uh
0: the, you know I never read those books. You know oh, that
1: was good, but that was one of the most iconic scenes from the first movie when they're playing baseball when it's the thunderstorm because they're so powerful. I'm sorry, I just
2: I just watched an episode of What We Do in the Shadows and they referenced it by being right? like, "Oh, we're going to you know, like the the typical way that vampires and werewolves have to like fight. We play kickball." And then they played the song from like the Twilight movie that's in the background of that scene. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. So I'm just like, oh my God. I was losing my shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, fictional it was, sports.
1: It was a good scene. Honestly, I know this is going to be a hot take, but I'm ready for a Twilight reboot. Bring it on. Is anything
2: going to be more iconic, though?
1: Nothing can beat the <laughs> aughts energy of Kristen stewart and rob Patterson rob pattinson like i saw a meme on the internet today that was like there's that scene in bob's Burgers where uh i think they're at a sleepover and louise hates sleepovers and she's just like hmm. trying to explain to her mother why like these poor girls are just like Why they will never, ever be her real friends or just good at anything. And she's like, see that, Jessica. If Jessica were a spice, she would be flour. Except in the meme, it was like, see Bella over there. If Bella were a spy, she'd be Flower, and it just has Kristen Stewart's <laughs> face like oh taped goodness. onto like this animated little girl from Bob's Burgers. It was amazing. I'll have to find it. Oh my it. god! Uh, <laughs> my favorite thing. <laughs> is, yeah.
2: All right, all right, all right. Uh, Cora, um, we got very off track.
0: Um, she goes back to she like it shows her the next day in training after this like fun little like escapade she has. Oh, they, the the firebirds win their match, and it's exciting. And, and like Mako, and Mako gets a Mako
2: right. does like a whole knockout at the end, and it's so wild. And Cora tries to be like, "Hey, good job." He's like, "Yeah, whatever."
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like super shitty about it in a way that, like, at this point, is like, "All right, buddy, come on." Yeah, like I do. She's trying to connect with you, and you're just being completely like closed off to it.
2: You can't say that her reveal as the avatar isn't iconic, though. Like, oh no, I'm yeah. actually an earthbender. And a waterbender. Oh, and yeah! A she just kind of like
0: puts a smug look on her face and like kind of lets them connect the dots. And Bowen's
2: like, "What? I'm so lost." It's like
0: when the doctor <laughs> invites a new companion into the TARDIS and he just lets them walk in and say the say the iconic line, right? And then
2: they say it wrong. The in- and then he's like, "Big no! on the
0: inside, yeah." Or like when that one person walked in and was like, "Smaller on the outside."
2: I think that was, was that Bill? Mm-hmm. I want to say Bill's the one who said it wrong. Oh, I think Bill, that was
0: Bill. Bill I think Bill, Bill, you're right. Bill, 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 Bill,
2: Bill, Bill. Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. um, So she finally, like, destroys this beautiful, ancient, like, artifact. Just
2: sets it on fire. Um,
0: Hello, and uh, welcome to the um, Avatar Antiques Roadshow. Once again, uh, it's been a while oh but we have a very 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 rare piece today. Um,
1: Please explain to our viewers at home what we have here, Zach.
0: Well um, we have a we have a base with a series of uh, wooden uh, boards that is strictly for airbending training. Unless you are an airbender, this artifact, while beautiful and ornate, is completely useless to you. I don't-
1: we'll start the bidding at
0: five million yuan. I
1: don't know. This exquisite art alone is worth the five million. You can see these are handcrafted, hand painted, and uh, well potentially prone to the elements, with a, that's nothing a good insurance policy can't handle. And- she
0: said, "She said prone to the elements."
1: But and also a bit uh, fortuitous. <laughs> Uh, given what happens to these in the episode, <laughs> yeah, she
0: she busts this thing up, and then like one of my favorite parts of the episode happens, where she's like, she finally like flies off the handle, and she's like, "Well, maybe I don't need it. Maybe I'm such a bad airbender because you're a bad teacher." And then like, she storms off. And then, like, Milo, like, any child ever, is, like, does the same exact thing. He's like, you're a teacher, dad! And, like, like, kicks stuff and fucking, like, throws him. a tantrum because, like, he's just like, "Up, oh, someone older than me did it. It's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it now. Are, well. but I,
2: are we all Milo lovers here? Because... Of course. <laughs> I like Milo. Milo is great.
0: Okay. <laughs> Milo is a chaotic gremlin that acts like any young child actually acts. Exactly.
2: I love him with all my he's soul. Not, like,
0: He's not Hilda, who is like an eight-year-old girl that feels like a twenty-eight-year-old woman. <laughs> Truth.
1: <laughs> um. I. I don't know. I think that all of the three airbending children, I think, serve a good balance to the others, and
0: they're all great. I. There's that scene, or there's that scene, like right after it, where, um, where he's like, "You're promise me your teenage years won't be like <laughs> yeah. this." And Jinora is like reading a book, and she's like. I make no such promise.
2: <laughs> Foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's good shit. Um, what what happens next? Uh, so she destroyed the thing, and uh, then she goes back to pro bending things.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they're like they're all bummed out and shit, and she's like, "Oh no, did I miss the match? Did y'all lose?" And he's like, "Nah, our fucking waterbender's a no show." And
2: yeah, that guy that like, was named once um, and never shows up again.
0: And Cora, to her credit, you know, she's not immediately like, Ooh, me, 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 pick me, make it, make it about me. No, she like, she at first she gestures to this other guy. She's like, what about one of them? Can you get one of them to play? And they're like, oh, well, no. they're already on a different team, so we can't. She's like, oh, well, okay, well, I mean, you know, I wasn't going to pull this card. I wasn't going to, like, make it about myself. But I happen to be a waterman. Just put that. I'm just. Putting that out I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. She she just,
2: is a waterbender. In fact,
0: I'm just saying Okay, I'm a water.
2: Yeah, she could. She could do that waterbending. It could be. It could be a thing. I'm, is this cheating? Is it?
0: I'm not. And, and she's like, I'm not a pro bender, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
0: That's for our older audience members. The kids are gonna be like, "What is he talking
1: about?" I think that you know, if I was. You know, Bolin, of course, is just like, yeah, come on. She's going to be great. This is going to be awesome, guys. we trained for this, and you're great at what you do. We don't know if it's technically street legal, but we're going to roll with it. Why not? Yeah.
0: Another another thing that I love about pro bending is that we watched this uh, this this bending. We watched this, this match between Bolin, between the fire ferrets and their uh, opponents before, like, Korra gets in the mix and we are never once like it's not like some anime with some really complex game or sport where like the character has to pull the audience aside and like explain with little graphs like how it all works and stuff we never once get like a big in-depth explanation on how pro bending works Mm -hmm. but just from the way the characters are acting and from the way the spectator is talking it is so easy to glean the rules of the game and what's happening like it's easy to follow
2: yeah, the fact that Cora's immediately like flips the guy over the side, bro.
0: But it's like when the when the judge is like like blows the whistle and, and they're like, oh, you can only knock people back, that off the side. It's like okay, there's railing on the side. railings on the sides that makes sense? Yeah, it makes sense. That that would be a rule, and And not only that, it makes sense that Korra would make that particular mistake.
2: Yeah, and also with, like, how the thing is, like, spread out and the different zones, Mm -hmm. I'm like, obviously it's gonna be, like, just back and forth, it's not gonna be all four sides, so. Yeah,
0: yeah, advancing through it and stuff.
2: Yeah, it's very cool how they do that, too.
0: Um, the way they have like water running through the little grated, like,
2: yeah, like, the
0: grated, like, 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 uh, rivers in the that divide the thing, like, it's just such a cool and the idea.
2: and like just the little bits of earth, like, in there, too, because you got to supply them with the elements. Only firebenders pucks, yeah, and like, airbenders can just
0: like do little that. holes that the pucks come out of. That they can yeah,
1: use. I feel like this is the uh, stage on. The Pokemon Stadium stage in Brawl or like just Smash Brothers Mm. where like the different things are popping up and that would be actually my addition to pro bending to make it more intense is like there is a bender off to there's benders off to the side that are like changing the terrain and doing things to the floor or the like environment as the teams hmm. are going around and, and doing their thing. It's like it's, uh, advanced pro-bending.
0: That would be they're a, dropping like... In, they doing... They're
1: dropping in items and then all of a sudden you like... A little ball pops open and you suddenly have a baseball bat. And you're just beating the other benders. And like, oh, oh my God.
0: <laughs> this would be like if, if the whole show was about pro-bending and nothing else, then maybe we'd get like... Some really crazy advanced stadiums and like weird rules and oh, it'd be like they they'd go to um... Uh, not bossing say what's the one that Boomi was a king of
2: oh oh uh uh <laughs> Omashu oh, they
0: they like they go to Omashu for a match and it's like ah ha ha here the rules are different and they're like like whoa
2: I I had a thought about pro bending and I'm like wait this is probably spoilery never mind um. <laughs>
0: But once again, you know, it's a subtle way to reinforce this idea that like culture revolves around bending and the people that are non-benders feel are starting to feel rightly excluded from it.
2: Single tier.
0: Yeah. Um, But like, I, I know that like, can you imagine? It's like, it's like, it's like growing up in my, it's like being, um deku and my hero academia and realizing yeah that, like all you ever wanted is to be a superhero and you're one of the few people on earth that don't have a power
2: so sad um, um
0: it- yeah so if i don't know I, I can't think of anything more devastating than being born into the avatar world and then realizing that you're not a bender
2: yeah absolutely devastating um, um,
1: I mean, I feel that that would be my luck. I feel like I wouldn't be born with bending powers. Like, of course, as I'm like, oh yeah, I'd totally be a fire or water bender, but no. And I with my I pitched luck,
0: this to Alex. Good.
1: No, I was gonna say with my luck, I would have been a non-bender.
0: Hmm. I pitched this to Alex. I think it would be really cool to do an offshoot series of Avatar about like a non-bender going through some crazy spiritual journey in order to like. Gain the ability to bend an element.
2: They find the lion turtle,
0: or yeah, like either they find the lion turtle, or like they go, they take an adventure to the spirit world or something. Like who knows? There's a lot of different ways you could. It would
2: be it would be very cool. Like the the ancient art of bending is lost many thousands <laughs> of years in the future, and oh, no. oh man, and someone has to go find it again.
0: Space, space avatar once more. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, I want Space. Avatar. You do want Space Avatar. We
1: all know.
0: I do. Now, I'm, I realize that I'm probably in the minority. We here. We need to they... bring back
1: that wonderful, and you need to actually write a few chapters <laughs> of your fan fiction, babe.
0: I was, I was, I was going to potentially uh, put that fan fiction up as like a thing that we we look at on Burn Before Reading, or that we look at. I'll, I'll edit that out. A, a, a piece of writing that we look at on Tina's new secret project. Um mm-hmm. and uh I started reading it and I was like, no, this is actually too good. I look I, I low key actually really like this. I think I think it's still very good.
1: I love that for you. And so
0: Cora gets knocked into the water, and when she comes up uh out of the water, guess who's standing right in front of her? It's almost like some 90s movie where she's like, Boy, uh Tenzin sure would be pissed if he knew where I was, and the other characters are like gulp, and she's like Oh, he's right behind me, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Laugh track, right? Also. Uh, so she's like, oh, hey, I didn't know you liked these games. Like <laughs> She plays dumb in like a really aggravating and fun way. It's so funny. And she's like, I didn't think you liked this sport. Hey, Tenzin, I love
2: how we found out that she was there by like listening to the radio
0: and it's the white lotus guards <laughs> the- why are
2: they even here they're so useless they're supposed to be guarding they are her
0: extremely useless and they
2: had no fucking clue that she left the island and is in the tournament i feel like she's
0: sleeping in a bedroom with presumably one door
2: <laughs> i feel the
0: house has li- like max two to three entrances you should know if she leaves
1: absolutely Um, I feel that this is the equivalent of, like, the Secret Service. I'm not sure how much, like, I truly trust uh, the Secret Service in, like, some instances uh, with the amount of, like, people especially. Like, all the money it takes to, like, protect, like, the presidents and stuff. It's just, like, it's so wasteful. Like, why are we doing this? (laughs) anyway
2: yeah they're definitely enormous. supposed to be your secret service but they're not doing
1: shit no
2: Mm-mm. uh they are useless um yeah so so she's there and she's getting fucked and tenzin is mad at her once again he's like you gotta go she's like i'm i'm in the middle of this shit i'm not gonna leave i'm i'm in the middle of a match
0: Yeah, and and he's like, are you serious right now? Like, I am your teacher. And she's like, actually got, kind of get fucked, Grandpa. (laughs) She's actually kind of like, get actually fucked, Grandpa. She did
1: fire him, Uh, so.
0: (laughs) She's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to learn airbending from Jinora. You're fired. Fuck off,
1: Zoomer. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, I mean, I, uh, I probably would have made the same, uh, Decision? If I oh for sure, were, of uh, I'd be like
0: nah. At that point, nah, I'd nah, be I'd in. be so irrationally pissed at Tenzin that if anything, I'd want to finish the match just to get under his skin. Absolutely,
2: just despite him.
0: Just to, exactly, just despite him.
2: And you know what? That's what she fucking does. Yeah, and it's great, bro. I feel
0: so. Then sorry, I, I feel didn't.
2: like she like. It's, it's it's very important that we see Mako go through, like, a similar thing before. That's why we had to see, like, the first match that she watched with Mako. Right, so that end. we know
0: where her, like, where the stakes are, right?
2: Yeah, so she can be like... She's, like, all on her own oh, now. Oh, I gotta kind of do what he did. Like, you know, just kind of, like, avoid the things and wear them out a little bit once again.
0: And so then, yeah, she's she she takes Janora's movements into like to heart and she starts like weaving around in a way that just like, like Tenzin said at the beginning of the episode, you know, he is a wise uh, teacher and just like he puts it like it will just click. And in that moment when she needed it to, it just clicked.
2: Yeah. And like, uh... she's
0: like, um, she's like the sorcerer the sorcerer from the D and D movie. Like yeah! he can't, He can't, like, do anything until, like, the moment he absolutely needs to or he'll die. And then, boom, he does it. That's how
2: it works. And like Milo said, she becomes the leaf, you know? Be the leaf.
0: (laughs) Be like Wash. Oh, no. Okay.
2: Um, I just, this, this one line, um, from this match lives rent-free in my head, um, uh, where, like, the announcer guy is like, the Platypus Bears have no juice left, but Mako and Boleyn are still fresh and juicy. I just, <laughs> I can't get that out of my head.
0: <laughs> the, uh, the announcer calling out directly just how attractive he thinks the... <laughs> The, the Fire Ferret brothers Absolutely. are. Absolutely. He's like, they are fine and dandy, and I like to look at them in questionable amounts of clothing. You
2: cannot just call these boys fresh and juicy and not have someone comment on it.
0: Yeah, right. Um. Oh, looks like they just gave each other a good old sports <laughs> slap on the ass. A... I am a rat. Uh,
1: They are now on... Oh, the fire ferrets are now uh, getting feisty with one another.
0: (laughs) They've just hit the drink, and now they're all...
1: Oh my god. I'm here for how... um, I'm here for Imako. Imako. I'm I'm trying to... (laughs) Imako. I'm like, what? What is? What is this? Yeah, I think Im- Imako works. For what? I- Imo Mako. Just yes. Just him existing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I think that for hi- me, I-, I Imoko. Imoko, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I feel like he's fine in this season. Um, I think that I would have been. I would have had his same attitude. Um, and I just think, you know, of course he comes around by the end of this episode, as we see, but, um, we, just seeing how adverse he is, or just, like, kind of indifferent was, like, oh, the Avatar, great. Uh, when Uh we first see her, and how people kind of, what Lin Beifong has kind of the same indifference in the first episode, Mm where Korra's trying to be like, I'm the Avatar, and she's like, big fucking whoop. (laughs) <laughs> like you're still a citizen of this city, and you broke the law, and there will be consequences. And right, uh, yeah, you're not a big the fucking law. big fucking whoop, You're the Avatar. You can't even airbend. Like, where have you been this whole time? <laughs> like, isolated up at the North Pole. Like, we've been here. Like, we survived on um, like you know whatever we have here. You could tell that like they don't have like a lot to live on. Really, like this is their whole livelihood. I feel like that. Mako and uh, Bylin, or Bolin are not in, just in it for the sport. Like, they are in this for surviving. Like, if they don't win, they don't get paid. And they right. don't get paid, they don't get to eat, which is why, for the low, low price of <laughs> actually 200 yuan, you can now support um, the fire, ferret, or pro bender of your choosing. Um with your donation, you will receive a profile and a thank you letter from your bender of your choice uh, and a photo along with a photograph to remind you of the lives that you have chosen to save today.
0: Uh, act Act now so that not a single pro bender needs to end up in the dream. <laughs> Boom,
1: baby. Keep them fresh and juicy. So, before we, uh, you know, give final thoughts on this episode, there's this one question I've been asking, and I've been wanting to wonder, uh, so, what would your pro-bending team name be? Oh god, oh god. And if you can't think of one, I have a solution for you. What, what is the, what is your solution? Uh, give me- What about
0: the, what about the lizard parrots?
1: lizard parrot okay um,
0: Is it iguana parrot or I don't know what it's called
1: yeah okay okay here we go so um you know those things on Facebook or on social media where it'll be like first letter over your first name last letter or, uh, or like first letter of your last name like give me some combination of that I have or just pick you can pick a random letter if you want give me two random um, give me two random letters.
0: Oh, uh, it's A and um X.
1: You are the acrobatic sparrow keets. Wow. Huh. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to find um animals. Um. Oh well, if you can't, Charlie, I like I said, I can help you. I got you. No, I I just can't. I just remember. think there's a lot
0: of like you could be the. What it's called. You could be the the dragons of the west you could be like the um
1: i i i made i made a pro bending team animal name generator so uh this is something that i feel needs to go on instagram and i want to hear everyone's uh what is your generated you didn't make it right you like you found it you like googled no it. i <laughs> i totally sat here and just pulled out different names oh my god
0: i don't have all the adjectives Wait.
1: filled out yet but i have a list of all the animals
0: all the avatar animals you just have like a bunch of avatar animals
1: just like a through z
0: when did you make this
1: as we were sitting here Okay, okay. Oh,
0: that's you why you like weren't responding for a good ten minutes and like I was
1: responding
0: tick- clickety clacketying on your keyboard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh I think I I remembered the name of I, I remembered the name of uh the the creature that I love um in Avatar and it's the cat deer. So, Great. so I guess those I, are very cute. I guess I guess that would be my team. The the something cat deers um
0: the um, graceful cat, deers. Graceful,
1: I'm. I like it. There we go. Um,
0: uh, I'm gonna name our. I'm gonna name my pro bending team the Alan Draculas. I don't <gasps> care that it's
1: not a avatar. Alan <laughs> <laughs> Dracula,
0: the best deer ever.
1: Absolutely. Um, I am gonna go with alliteration here, and I like. The letter P. So I am the puffy purple pentapuses.
0: Yes! That's good. That's good. I mean,
2: someone's <gasps> got a...
0: That does kind of sound uh, like the name of a burlesque troupe. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> a burlesque troupe, I'd pay good money to see my dear. Yeah, and
1: if you tickle them in just the right spot, they'll pop.
0: Oh, they'll Ooh. ink all over the place. Oh my goodness. <gasps>
1: I mean, that's what they have to do to get the Pentelpus off, like the yeah. face. They just like tickle them, and then they go. Bop! And then- you can you can
0: watch them beach each other off all day.
1: <laughs> oh my <laughs> god!
0: They just beach each other off constantly. Oh
1: uh, uh, well. Anyways, check out
0: the. I'll
1: have a link in the show notes or posted the. And I want to hear everyone's pro bending team name. Uh. Um, Absolutely.
0: So. Uh, we have the, this final little conversation wraps everything up with Tenzin, where he's like, "Ah, I saw you perform there." Oh, and we get that scene where like she uses the thing, and she they they win the match, and Tenzin like does the little like yeah! root, root thing, and then like has to cover it up <laughs> real fast and look around embarrassed. Such a fun little little bit. It there. was the perfect teacher for him, uh, he's you know he's like, yeah, like you're you know, in in he says very poignantly that like in. In trying to teach you patients like I lost mine. Yeah. And and that's a legitimate like admission. And honestly, if more adults in more children's lives were able to look those children in the face and say, hey, I messed up. I was wrong. Yeah. Like when a teacher gets corrected by a student and that teacher is the wrong one, they need to get off their fucking high horse ass and thank the student for correcting them. Seriously. And not make the student feel bad for injuring their pride. Yeah, I just went on a random tangent there. I'm sorry. No, but, it's it's but important to the episode. Okay, <laughs> but like Tenzin, yeah, he admits he's wrong here, and I think it's the first moment where him and Korra really kind of kind of jive with each and other. And now uh,
2: they're they're good. I mean, the end of the episode, uh, we have uh, Mako staring off into the distance at uh, Air oh, Temple yes. Island because he's thinking about Korra, and then Korra thinking about that booty. Th-
0: Mako's like, the water Mako's like, "Am I not hot when I'm in my feelings?" Yeah, oh. yeah.
2: And then Korra's staring off at um, uh, Republic City like with a big smile, and she's definitely not thinking about Mako. She's thinking about wow, probe bending.
0: Ooh! yeah shit is so cool the city it's, the so big city it's is like so, cool. so she talks to at the end when she's yelling at tenzin and she's like oh thanks tenzin oh and by the way i joined the fire fair it's like uh, permanently and we're gonna play in the tournament and it's gonna be great and all that stuff and so bye, bye. i don't really it's, need you to like, be my I, teacher
1: anymore sorry
0: i imagined although well, no, i i pictured like uh i pictured tina tina saying to charlie like ah Steven Universe turn, turned out to be the perfect teacher for you. A, a, a simple, short show that's easy to compress into half hour episodes. And then Charlie's like, Thanks, Tina. Oh, by the way, I started three more podcasts. Okay, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.
1: And
0: then you like run off into the distance. That's I could. like what the equivalent of. What you know mean. what? I could. Don't, Do not, don't get no. me started.
1: Charlie. Charlie, no. Do not make me get the water bottles, Charlie. <laughs> i could start uh, like three more.
0: just play like a scrap with like, of the sound of like
2: listen pots
0: and pans and things like falling over i'm
2: keeping <laughs>
0: we have to restrain charlie i have to
2: restrain robert every time they're like hey hey <laughs> ethan i know you're listening you want to start a ben 10 podcast and i'm no. like robert no. stop
0: God, he I'm does funny. too he does they do
1: they want to start that yeah,
0: is ethan is ethan there
1: oh oh Oh, I thought you were talking about Robert because Robert No,
0: Ethan. Ethan definitely People would love to, to start. <laughs> well, Steven Universe. Rob- Robert, Robert
1: does too ben when they podcast. were on our first episode yeah. low key they were trying to talk about Ben 10 podcast because they were like nerding out about how Dee Bradley Baker is like all of like the voices mm-hmm. of the aliens on that
0: show. Aliens, uh, I think yeah. I think
2: it might happen once Robert finishes uh Kim Possible on their other podcast, they might they were start Ben 10. <laughs>
0: They were asking about um, they, they even started an interesting conversation this morning in the stacks where it was like, who yeah. would win in a fight, Ben 10 or Goku? And I was like, well, Goku's got the Dragon Balls. Couldn't he just like even if he wasn't more powerful than Ben, couldn't he just wish himself more powerful than Ben? And then uh, Robert comes in and they're like, all right, listen here. First of all. If Goku and Ben existed in the same universe, Ben could just scan him and turn into a Saiyan. And I was like, well, damn, there goes my theories.
1: That, yeah,
0: that's... Saiyans are aliens, so Ben could just turn into them.
1: Things that keep Robert up at night.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's that gif where the guy is laying there and the woman's, like, laying next to him. And she's like, I wonder if he's thinking about her. And then it cuts to him and he's like, I wonder if Ben 10 could beat Goku in a fight.
1: Uh, oh, speaking um, of beating and fights and yeah. other things, uh we got some experience points <gasps> to hang out, boy. So
0: unlike unlike at the beach where we won't be leveling up because we'll be doing a uh one-shot adventure. at mean we at did a relatively high level. We did a
1: one-shot that was like super cool and everyone had a great time and
0: yeah. <clears throat> ah, because it's the path. Right. So anyway, the um the, the one shot that we did in Rocked, uh, in, uh, we did not hand out experience points, but here we are going to because <clears throat> our characters are in a full campaign and they level up. Welcome to experience points.
1: Uncle, do you realize what this means? I won't get to finish my game. Shouldn't there be a board or some pieces or something to jangle? I won Dungeons and Dragons and it was advanced. Evil?
0: Or maybe chaotic neutral? The Demogorgon! Ah, we're deep shit. You've been shot by an arrow. How? Well, there'd be penalties to her experience if she acted out of alignment. A. Uh, all right, so I'll kick Where us everything's off. Everything's voided up,
1: and the points don't matter.
0: I just gotta, I you know, I gotta be the the standard traditionalist here, and I gotta give my nat twenty to Mako for his hat trick. Yeah, what an incredible like comeback oh, victory, Daddy.
2: Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, I, I just, I just had a thought, and it's leaving my brain. Oh, oh. I think I think mine is going to Bolin for for convincing that guy. Oh no, Cora, she's she's my buddy. I know her. Let her in. Come on, she can she can hang with me, like yeah,
1: that. That persuasion. That was a
2: good persuasion check. Thank you,
1: Bolin. Um, I'm- I am gonna go with Janora for just being a straight up. G, like... straight-up G,
0: totally. Oh, i like, no yeah.
1: promises. G-Nora, y- g- what up? g
0: Genora in the hood.
1: Uh, in the his house. Um, yeah, she just, like, makes a child's play of this death trap that <laughs> I would inevitably yeah, yeah. have broken many bones in, no matter how slow I approached it. So... Yeah, she is like a ghost almost.
2: Yeah. Beautiful. Wonderful.
1: Yeah.
0: Um all right, cool. Uh very quickly. Uh critical fails. Where's my critical Obviously fails? Obviously it's
2: Korra trying to do the same thing Janora did and uh, like I mean, immediately yeah. just nope. Just noping into it.
0: <laughs> That's like that's a that's a really good one. That's yours. <laughs> but I need to think of I need to think of one now. Um It's oh mine goes to the White Lotus Guards because they're fucking Thank useless. you. <laughs> they didn't do shit. Nope.
1: Awful, terrible. Um, I'm gonna give mine to the bender like the third fire ferret that just pieces out is like fuck yeah. y'all. Like I'm out and um I mean...
0: it's It sucks that I don't even try. Yeah,
1: and they don't even give a reason. He just straight up ghosted them and didn't mm-hmm. show up, so I felt bad for Mako and Bo- Bolin, but it just gave an... Cur- from one person's um, you know, hey. this fortune comes an opportunity for someone else. Like, one, yeah, one person's like window is another person's door, you know? Like the Cora just, just coming in like being like calling to the window being like sup y'all need a water bender?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um excellent. So that's uh that's our that's going to be our show folks. Yeah, We're we um did it. We're on Instagram at my cast. We're also on Threads, I guess. Too, if that still exists. And we <laughs> I know. And we're we're going to be on Facebook shortly. I just haven't gotten around to making the we, official page yet.
1: We'll, we'll we'll have it by the time this episode comes out. We will. Facebook exists. It'll be in the
0: show notes. The name of that will be in the show notes. And the I you know I think it's worth mentioning. We should probably talk about this for a bit. Uh, we're just we're we've decided to pause the Patreon for now you still we'll still we'll, we're still going to accept $1 donation. If you want to kick <clears> us $1 and get on the Discord and hang out with us and that's cool and all, great. But um we've just kind of decided that for for at least the time being, we would like to have a bigger audience and therefore a bigger buy-in to Patreon before we start like really putting the time into making uh like bonus content for that audience because I think for for maybe a 6 months period, we were making bonus episodes for, like, two people, and it was just... I would rather spend our time making main feed stuff for the podcast.
1: Yeah, cause and and as much as we value all of those people that have supported us, we want to also, uh, you know, give something back to the world and make it uh, available. to so a broader audience, Avatar is too big to contain, too... You know, just a select few, and uh, with that in mind, you know, we'll eventually, I think, pick it back up uh, when, you know, we have a few more uh, heads in the Cabbage Patch. But otherwise, yeah, we're going to keep putting out bonus episodes and other content, so just stay tuned for that. Um, otherwise, Charlie, where can people find you on the interwebs? Yeah. Um, You can find me
2: at GreenPixie12, most places on the internet. I also have a drawing Instagram, uh, Green Pixie Draws, where hopefully, um, I-, I will be doing, uh, you know, the the Percy Jackson prompts in August. A, it's it'll be September when this comes out, so you guys can maybe Woo! check those out. <laughs> um, and yeah, I have two podcasts where one on all the Eldest Gods, I talk about Percy Jackson and shit. Um, and we'll be starting up Last Olympian. Soon after this comes out ish. I don't I don't know timelines. What are things? Um we're gonna we're gonna come back in October. Time's uh, all relative. <laughs> um and then uh I have my other podcast, The Bits, um, where I talk about Steven Universe and the how bits, wonderful the bits, the bits. The Bits. wonderful that show is because hey, it's been out for ten fucking years. You know, they
0: they beat me, they beat me to it. Uh, but um, as a cis white man, I'm glad that someone non uh, someone less sort of traditionally patriarchal, I guess, is uh, is in charge of the, the very like queer friendly Steven Universe podcast.
2: Yep. Yep. Just
0: I had originally this show. There was a there was a small debate where we were like, do we want to do Stephen Universe or do we want to? I do, definitely
2: uh, joked about like, hey, hey, me and Zach are going to start our podcast, The Bits, and that was a joke have, I did.
0: Like yeah. forever ago. We have ago. definitely joked about that quite a bit.
2: But then um, Robert um, came in, and I was just like, hey, Robert, do you want to start another podcast? I know you have too many <laughs> things. And they're like, why not? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well anyway, folks, that's gonna be us. We've uh we've already like uh um ranted on rambled on this tale for quite a while. Our music is by uh Jay Curtis. He's also known uh in his band as uh Shift Meal, their uh poppin' post hardcore poppy kinda uh feel good nostalgic uh band that I just uh, love the music of. Uh unironically, if he wasn't my brother, I'd, I'd still love their music. Check them out. Uh, I'm Zach.
1: And I'm Alex. And I'm Charlie. And this has been... And this is... My this cabbages! Been...
0: cabbage's! My Cabbage's! My Cabbage Corp! Potentially. Oh um, <laughs> uh, bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Two loggers one another. A war divides their pool. And a mountain divides their
2: I'm glad I found you. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. The break was hard, but I'm not injured. Thank the gods. What do we do now? Okay, right. I need you to listen to me. There's only one book left. And I know it's gonna be hard. But we have to get through it. I know. Okay, I'm gonna run out and start reading. Good plan. Okay. I'll start emailing guests. Charlie, no! You're an introvert! It's okay! I can do this! Remember me, Charlie! I love you, buddy! For Rick! Check out Of The Eldest Gods, episodes every Thursday, now covering book five of Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Last Olympian.
0: and Berlin are still fresh
2: and juicy. Dave X Media.